0: Twitter like merger has happened. Elon Musk owns Twitter, and a lot of stuff has happened. I've followed this pretty closely. He fired like a ton of staff. They're all like he just said, "Bye." Like I'm the 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 owner now. That's the way. And he just he fired everyone. Lots of stuff is happening on Twitter. You, I'm sure you have your opinions. They're all great. We're not going to talk about them, but. (laughs) He tweeted out a couple of weeks ago and he was like, "Hey guys, you know, when I bought Twitter, I also bought Vine because Twitter owned Vine." And he huh. he was like, "Should we bring it back? Like should we bring Vine from the past back?" And Mr Beast, the 100 million Subscriber YouTuber, yeah. the man, the myth, the legend from our great state of North Carolina. Amen. I go to the mall with hopes just to run into him, and him, and he give me ten thousand dollars,
1: Mister Beast. Yeah,
0: he comments and he says, "Let's do it."
1: So here's here's my thing. One, I'm very disconnected from Twitter. I have no idea what Elon is doing. What happens on Twitter? It's a mean, scary place. Um, Twitter is. I, yeah, it's, it's delete Twitter. If you have
0: Twitter, just delete it. <laughs>
1: It's scary It's a terrifying place man But I don't think that he should bring Vine back
0: but he, his, Interesting like,
1: if, Mr. if Mr. Beast does run with it Because like the, the, the reason I think they shouldn't bring Vine back Is because that was like strictly for millennials And I'm like I don't want you touching my childhood So like yeah. Vine, Vine was good because Vine was like kinda crappy. It was just like these like low quality videos. No one was famous. Like you were just making like random things and like that's what made Vine good. I think they would like my fear is that they would make Vine too good. And because it would be like it would turn into TikTok. It would turn into TikTok. Like Vine Vine had its time. Like don't don't touch Vine. Let it die. Let it be. That's what we have YouTube compilations for. Um, <laughs> and whatever, whatever amazing names are called. I can't think of one yeah. off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Like, vines that you can show your grandma at 12 AM, you know, Yeah, that's those, it. Compil- <laughs> those compilations are fire. Okay. They
1: are. And they're like 15 minutes long. I used to watch they them They put me bed, to sleep like, at every- night. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Literally. But so, so circling back, like, I think this is like, if Mr. Beast, he is probably the most famous uh, person to middle schoolers. Yes. like hands down without 100%. a doubt and so if mr beast ran with it i think you would get middle schoolers on board because they will do whatever mr beast tells them to do um he's the he's the pied piper of middle schoolers um
0: i've never thought about that but he probably yeah. could just single-handedly with his audience revive something but,
1: but he would lose like i don't care about mr beast like i'm 25 right. years old unless he gave me money then i would love him. But would
0: you get like back a- on vine
1: I would get back on Vine, and then I will be severely disappointed. That would remind me of the Star Wars sequels.
0: I was just like, about to say yes, that.
1: That's why we're friends.
0: Like, like let like, Star Wars sit. Well, and it's Don't like, touch it's,
1: it. Here's the thing. It's Force Awakens. It's nice. It's exciting. The trailer's awesome. This is going to be great. And then The Last Jedi hits. And then Rise of Skywalker and, hits. And then we and, just don't touch the sequels ever again. And so yep. that's my fear is, like, don't sequelify vine Let yeah we don't need a vine Let two it die. Oh. we don't need it we don't need it it was great okay. if you really want vine go watch vine compilations on youtube
0: and enjoy like enjoy they're, the enjoy yeah, they're the best
1: enjoy it. they're the best enjoy um
0: well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and tag elon musk in this podcast episode and hopefully he hears it and listens to us not only in this but also with jesus <laughs>
1: I, I will say so. The uh, I went to Wheaton College, uh, it's, a Chris, it's a Christian college right outside of Chicago. And mm-hmm. at my time there, they had like this like board of like celebrities they were praying for salvation for, and <laughs> it was like it was actually it was sweet concept in
0: general. It's- yeah, it's, it, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, but it's like, literally, so it was like, number one was Justin Bieber, number two was Elon Musk, and so it was like, <laughs> a <laughs> conversation I legitimately heard at my Christian campus one year was like, man, I know this is the year Elon gets saved, and I'm like, wait, bro, wait,
0: <laughs> that's cute, <laughs> do,
1: you, do you know him, like, are you
0: like, sharing the gospel,
1: like, I, I mean, like, my, my God can do it, I, I know he can do it, but... Um, he did it with Bieber. <laughs> we were praying for Bieber, and Bieber got hey, saved. So you never, you yo, never
0: know. Look at Wheaton. Look, look at, at Wheaton. Wheaton.
1: Look at one Wheaton. for how many people were on that board? Yeah, it, was a, some per- it was it was Bieber and Elon.
0: Oh, that's it. That's, that's <laughs> Those it. were the only two people. That's it. <laughs> side by side, which one will God save first? Yeah. Oh man. Well, I agree. I don't think Vine should come back. I think. Yeah. I think it needs to be fossilized and remembered as Amen. a great moment in our culture and in our history, but let it uh, die. rest in peace, let rest in die. peace. And if you want a great vine compilation, I will put one in the show notes. I'll just, I'll put one. <laughs> so go check it out. <laughs> you always Anyways. say that,
1: but you never do it. I always yeah, look, at because I look, look
0: at the show notes. Do you look at the show notes? Show notes?
1: I do. Because do you? I, I, I go back and I look at things. I look at your titles. I look at your captions and I never <laughs> see Because I roast cat. you.
0: I roast you I, in some I'm, of the show notes.
1: I'm well aware. I'm okay. well aware. I'm
0: well aware. <laughs> I, think, I, I think a couple of episodes ago, I was like, Reagan asked some really thought provoking questions like, you know, like what time should I go to bed? And like, what's the best hour to wake up? And Victor talks about like the really meaningful things in life. Like, what is the meaning of life? And
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much sums up. Should,
0: y'all should check out the show notes. And yeah, I never post anything in there, but I'll do this yeah, one because do it's it fine. This time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll do this one. There you go. Anyways, what is up, y'all? My name is Victor, and I am a student pastor in a local church in the state of North Carolina.
1: <laughs> and My name is Reagan Jones. I'm also a student pastor at a local church in North Carolina. And welcome to Sanctified-ish conversations with pastors who have not figured it out. And y'all, um, this is our third kind of concluding episode. We've been taking the last couple weeks to talk about prayer and we really have loved this series. Like, I think I've grown a lot in it. We Hopefully this has been helpful for you guys. But we wanted yeah. to do this series in prayer because I think this is one of the things that, one, is probably the most frustrating for a lot of us in our walk with God. Like, we're, we're good at Bible reading when we can be because we just sit down, we open up a Bible, and we read. We've all been reading since we were, like, six. Um, yeah. Like, we're good at worship. We like singing. Prayer is one of those spiritual disciplines that just seems hard it seems difficult i don't know when to pray i don't know how to pray when i do try to pray my mind wanders to like the o'reilly's theme song which is 100 percent true every time i pray and like my mind like Bro. wanders i just hear like oh 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 o'reilly's, O'Reilly's. auto parts, auto. parts.
0: like Bro. yeah literally. Man, look at like that harmony a- <laughs> look at that harmony i'll mix that's, that uh, as you should you should <laughs>
1: But But I I think that's like, I think that's real. It's like, I think every single one of us can kind of identify like, man, like prayer is difficult. And when you look at the life of Jesus, he spent so much time in prayer. And so like, if Jesus needed to pray, how much more do we need to pray? And so this week we're going to get really, 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 really practical. And Vic and I are going to kind of talk about some of the things that have been practically helping us in our prayer lives recently, give you guys some resources, help you help give you guys some tools um, to hopefully take some of the stuff that we've talked about the last couple of weeks and apply it to your life.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And I'm, th- this is where, you know, the concepts that we've talked about for the last two weeks, this is like where the rubber meets the road. Right. Yeah. Um, and so also random note, Liberty Mutual's theme song is what I think of when I pray the Liberty, 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 Liberty. Anyways, <laughs> Uh <laughs> This is this is where like the rubber meets the road. And I think I think what I think Reagan and I will hopefully be able to give you some practical stuff, but also just like speaking from our experiences and our own personal struggles with spending time and prayer. um, Hopefully that can just like relate and empathize with what you're experiencing and the things that like you're dealing with right now. And so, hopefully it doesn't feel just like go do these 10 things. Like yeah. hopefully you know this meets you where you're at because that in a lot of ways that's where we're at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, um so Vic, if you could give like one to two like practical things, like one, what is the Lord teaching you in your prayer life right now and what are some things that have been helpful to get you kind of from point A to point B?
0: Yeah, I think I'm an idealist. I'm a perfectionist. I want everything to be the way that I want it. And when things aren't that way, I shut down. And, and this applies pretty much everywhere in my life. Like if the AC in my house isn't the right temperature, then I yeah. can't sit down and get work done. Or if, you know, yeah. So everything has to be perfect all the time for me to feel like I can be productive. And so that has unfortunately kind of like filtered into my prayer life. And I've created this ideal situation for me to sit down with Jesus. And that situation looks something along the lines of, it needs to be 67 degrees in my apartment. I need to have a pot of coffee on the you know on the heater and ready to go. Amen. I Amen. need I need my journal, Bible. I need this pen. I need this music. And if I don't have those things, then I just don't have the atmosphere created to like spend time with Jesus.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And what that has caused me to do is to fall into these these periods of time where since that can't be the case every time I spend you know moments with Jesus. I just don't spend time with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, And that has like, it was very sneaky. It like yeah. in my life, I didn't realize it. Like I didn't realize that I needed that thing in order to spend time with Jesus. And here's like the really scary part is like our church in a lot of ways pays us to take time to do that very ideal yeah, thing. Really? Like I get paid To spend time with Jesus and like they're very, you know, just forward about making sure that we're with Jesus and even then I struggle to make that ideal situation happen. And so like how much more so for people who don't get paid to do those things. And so I've just been like walking through, I think, some of that conviction. And so this practical stuff, I think, is like personally going to really help me because I know I talked about breath prayers a couple of episodes ago, but that's where like the practicality of spending time with Jesus becomes really real yeah. because that's the opposite of an ideal situation. You're like that's walking good, into man. a meeting or going to school or going into work and you have the four milliseconds to say, thank you, Jesus. And that's your, that's your prayer. Yeah. But that's okay. And I think I need yeah. to convince myself that it's okay. Does that make sense?
1: No, that 100% makes sense because I think like there's no idealized version of life that is like if if we are only going to pray in these specific circumstances, like it's, it's never going to happen. And the times that it does happen is going to be very rare. And so yeah. I think you see both of those situations in scripture where it's like, Jesus would wake up and he would go away early. Like, because life was crazy, he would go create space, but oftentimes like Jesus's ministry was like constantly interrupted. And so he would have to do ministry in the middle of craziness. And so you see this parallel in Jesus ministry of him creating an idealized space, but also like having to do ministry in just the messiness of life. And like both of those things can be true. And so like, I do think there is a space where like, you can create and you can for go sure. away. Like, like the, 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 those are completely awesome, but that's not going to be 100% of the time because like, if you're married, if you have kids, you wake up, three kids are sick. Like someone puked in the bathroom, like good luck. Yeah. Like your time with Jesus is yep. gone that morning. Um, even for like young adults is like you overslept. You got to be at work in 20 minutes. Like, you need to get out of the house and all of a sudden you've messed up your morning. And some, for some reason, we feel like if we don't spend time with Jesus from seven thirty to eight o'clock, we can't do it the rest of the day. It's like done. the, the, the day's done yep. and like yep. start over, hit the reset button and go tomorrow. And so like, I do think there is like this, this stereotype of an idealized situation. Um, yeah. And I, I, I love what you're saying there about breath prayers, man. So like, what, what would be an example of a breath prayer in your day?
0: Yeah, so each week I like usually on Sundays, I I try and sit down and just reflect on what the Lord is like been trying to teach me. And a lot of times, especially recently, that has just taken the form of gratitude for what Christ has accomplished for me and like growing wow. in my awe of Jesus. And so I sit and I reflect and I'll take my reflections and I'll just try and sum up all of those thoughts into a couple words it's that's that part is really difficult yeah. because you're thinking about the glory and awe of God. And it's like, well, two words can't, you know, yeah. even come close to catching like the amazingness of God. The thing I had to tell myself is neither will a million words. Mm. And so like God Like, we'll hear my two words just as much as we'll hear the million words. I think on the Sermon on the Mount, that's a lot of reasons why he's like, you don't need eloquent prayers. Like, you don't need to look better because, you know, your prayers have like those seamless transitions from point to point. Or (laughs) just like you vamping
1: in your prayers. I'm just saying it's
0: like the vamping gives you the goosebumps when you pray. Right. And it's like you can't really pray without the vamping. Um, but it's like boiling that down to two words. And for me, over the past couple of weeks, it's just been, thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you. Um, and so breath prayers, anytime I'm transitioning something in my day, so getting into my car, getting out of my car, going into a meeting, sitting down at my desk to do work, like any transition that happens, yeah. that's when I mark a breath prayer. Do I hit it every time? Absolutely not. Yeah. But when I do, I, it, it it helps me go into the thing that I'm going to do with like a almost like a renewed mind. Yeah. Like I'm walking out of a hard meeting. It was really it just didn't go in my favor. I was struggling. I'm discouraged. I'm disappointed. I sit down at my desk to do work. Thank you, Jesus. Like yeah. not sarcastically, but like yeah. very genuinely. And it helps set my heart in a posture to do the next thing properly.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know where we got this, this idea that like prayer has to be like this long, eloquent novel to God. Um, yeah. it, it, it really doesn't. Cause I think there are times when like I'm going into a hard meeting or something like that and I'm sitting in my car and I have 30 seconds and I'm like, well, that's not enough time to pray. And I won't be like hashtag covered going into this meeting. So yeah. like, I'm just going to throw up a hail Mary and like, see what happens. And like, but like even that right there, that's enough. Yeah, because th- that's that's a posture of dependence, saying like, Lord, before I go into this, I don't have enough time. This is the time that you have given me throughout my day, and with this time, I want to honor you and steward you with these fifteen seconds I have before I walk into this meeting. And Lord, Lord, just be present in the meeting. And like He answers that and He sees that because it's not about yeah. the 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 length of the prayers, but it's about the heart of dependency that you're going to Him with. Um, yeah, I love that. It's
0: very like it's very Psalm fifty one. I love Psalm 51, but it's a broken and contrite heart. The Lord will not despise. And it's like, that's the heart when we approach Jesus, God will hear that heart because scripture tells us he does not despise that heart. Um, And so, and I also think, I I love that you brought up like the 30 seconds or like God still hears and knows there's two things that I feel like are really true about that. One, the Holy spirit intercedes on our behalf. So like, it doesn't matter how much time we have He's like, we have the God of the universe on our behalf, lifting up the deepest needs and desires of our hearts for us. Yeah. Like, that should be comforting enough. Yeah. But also, too, it's like we pray to a God that is outside of time. Like, God is not constrained to our 30 seconds. And yeah. so, like, the prayer that, literally, like, the prayer that we are lifting up to Jesus in this, like, little moment to God it, like there is no time. There is no concept there. Yeah. And it's like he can step into our time. That's what Jesus did. But it's like we're praying to an eternal God. So yeah. the length of our prayer literally does not matter <laughs> because God is outside of time.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's Nehemiah. that it talks about praying to the God of heaven. And so, like, that, that's what the kings of earth called him. It's like, so we have, like, these statues and these, all these false idols. It's like, well, like, I know where this God comes from. But that God yeah. that you're praying to, I don't know where he comes from. He must clearly be from the sky. So he's the God of heaven. He's other. He's different. And I think oftentimes, like you just said, we forget that we're praying to the God of heaven. Yeah. That, like... He is other, he is different, he is distant, but he's also intimate and knows everything about us. And he is like outside of space and time. He's outside of our present moment and fully in it all at the same time. Yeah. And so like, that's the person that you're praying to. And I think sometimes like we, we have a lack of prayerlessness because we have such a small view of God yeah. that we don't know who he truly is or his desire to hear from us. And so we just assume it's like, well, like he either can't hear, won't hear, or is so far up in the sky that like, he doesn't know my name. Like why, why would yeah. I even want to bring my request to him? Um, and so I, I think even go along with that, like one of the biggest issues with prayer in our day to day is that I think we just have a small view of God.
0: Yep. Yeah, That's, that's it. Right. Because like if we had a big view of God, if we understood how much we need to depend on him for the simplest things in this life
1: yeah. our prayer
0: life would look radically different radically like it, it would be totally flipped upside down from what it is today yeah and that's where that's where i feel like this this kind of all comes together right and and i want to look at the life of jesus in particular because we see seasons of jesus where he's in like he's in ministry entire towns are coming to him like wanting to be healed and hear what this like good teacher has to say. But at the same time, he'll go sit in a wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and fast and like spend time with his father. So Reagan, when we look at Jesus's life, what are the things that we can pull from and emulate in our own life in context of prayer? (laughs)
1: I think what you see in Jesus's life is like prayer was a habit for him. It wasn't a one-time decision. And so I think that's the thing that makes prayer hard for a lot of us is that we come out of a conference, we come off of a camp and it's like, man, I'm really going to start praying and you're good for like six days. But then there comes a couple of days where like, man, we just don't pray or it's hard to pray or yeah. I'm kind of angry at God right now. Like I really don't want to pray. And now we've kind of stopped it and it's like, that decision to start up again is actually the impediment for a lot of our prayers. Yeah. And so like, I think like that's the biggest example, like garden of Gethsemane, we see Jesus heading straight towards the cross. And in that moment he chooses to go and pray and he brings friends along with him, which is also why we should pray in community. Like there there's power in praying in community. Jesus did it. um, Even though they failed him. And so like, you can look at the cross and be like, all right, like how did Jesus in his moment of like, Heading to to Calvary. How did he choose to pray? Well, it's because all throughout his life, he went away from the crowds. He spent time with the father. He went away from the crowds. He spent time with the father. He went to the wilderness. He fasted for 40 days. It was the habit of his life. So therefore, when he got to Gethsemane and he was met with a trial, he was met with temptation, all these other things, prayer was just like the habit. It wasn't a decision that he made. And so I think that's like a big thing for us is that like, Jesus was perfect. We're not. And so his habits were perfect. Ours are not going to be. And so the best that we can to build in the habit of prayer, it's like, man, when I don't feel like it, and when I don't know what to pray, even just sitting there in silence, I think that's where I was at this morning. I was like, my brain is foggy. I'm tired. It's early. I was like, I don't have sentences to pray to God, but knowing that the Holy Spirit is interceding on my behalf, when I don't have time in the morning, breath prayers, knowing yep. that I get, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, like things like that, that creates in me a habit of dependence on God, yep. which prayer is the overflow of that. And oh, so that's good. I, yeah. I, I think that's one of the biggest things that, that you can kind of take from Jesus's ministry when it comes to prayer.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, right? Like p- taking time to, to step back and, and spend like extended time with Jesus. This is one thing that I, find really helpful in my life is at least once a month. But hopefully I, I try weekly, but it's hard to find extended, extended time. But once a month, at least, I try and take three hours, four hours, and just be with Jesus. It's not a structured time. It doesn't It doesn't have a flow to it. I just dedicate an afternoon or a morning to sit, to read, to pray, and to be. And yeah. I think... That's a really practical thing that I would hope for any Christian to really desire that. The practicality of it actually happening, that's tough. But the desire should hopefully be there to spend extended time with Jesus. And as that desire builds and as it grows, we'll figure out ways to make time for things like that.
1: Well, and here's the thing is like prayer is not meant to be legalistic. And so like it's not meant to be this thing of like, you do this at this time, at this time, at this time, like if there is guiding steps to it, which I think that's a big part for me is like, I like guidance in my prayer. That is actually to build a sandbox around my wandering thoughts and my wandering mind. It's not necessarily like legalistic. It's a structure to keep me moving in the right direction. But I think one thing I heard from, maybe it's from from someone from our staff, but she had basically said like, Hey, if you are struggling with prayerlessness, graciously try again. That it's Mm -hmm. like, it is hard for us to copy and paste Jesus's prayer life into our life because Jesus is perfect. And so it's hard for me to pray like him. Yeah. Even though like the desire for it should be there. And so when we're met with like the stresses of life, the like logistics of life, graciously try again and graciously come back. And there's a place for you to return in prayer. And I, I think that's just something that can't be, can't be undermined.
0: Yeah, and I think we just tell ourselves that we can't go back. Like God is just upset that we're not sitting at his feet worshipping him. We and we may not verbalize it, but that's how that's how yeah. we act towards it. And it's like that is not how Jesus waits for us. Yeah. And thank goodness that's the case because I have had to graciously try again more times than I can count. Yeah. But like each and every time I've had to graciously try again. I've been met with arms wide open. Yeah. And there has never never been in those moments where I'm like I really need to spend time with Jesus and I return, I'm never met with condemnation. Yeah, he's, he's not like
1: he's not like I, I, I used to picture Jesus as like the, uh, if you were a, like a high schooler that stayed out late and like your mom sitting in the dark and you walk in and she turns on the lamp. She's like, tch, tch, where have you been? Like I, <laughs> gotcha. I, I used to think of Jesus or it's like, man, I haven't spent time yeah. with Jesus in a while. And he comes back. He's like, where have you been? Like, yeah, that's not him at all. Um, actually the reality is like the flip side. He's kind of like the prodigal son. Like he's running out to meet you. And he's yeah. welcoming you back. He's like, man, like I I missed you. I love you. Like, how are you? What are what's going on? And I think like understanding the heart of God in prayer is actually like a really helpful practical step in, in creating a desire for us to want to pray. Yeah, because um, we just we just don't know what his heart looks like.
0: Yeah. So we've talked about like how and where and when, like the sh- how how we can engage with Jesus in prayer, whether it's extended time or through breath prayers, how we can approach him but what are some resources? I know I know. we both have like, especially since you like guided prayers a lot, like yeah. there, there's lots of guided prayers out there. And so I'm assuming you're not the only one like yourself. What are some resources that you think could help other people with maybe wandering minds that could benefit with guided prayer?
1: No, I'm very unique. I'm very special. Nobody's like <laughs> me.
0: Um, I'm different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In other words, of two chains. I'm different. So... Uh, like i said earlier like my mind constantly wanders and so i think that's why prayer is very difficult and i'm sure like a lot of people can relate to that so like we uh as a church staff we literally just went in, like a prayer retreat a couple weeks ago and they gave us like a whole prayer guide and there was a book that was handed out to us and literally it's like um there's prayer prompts that lead into scripture, that leads into a time of journaling and a time of reflection, and they paired it up with a book. Uh, the book was titled "God of All Things," and they just like selected different chapters from it. And it was like, this is a chapter on like how God created space and time. This is a chapter about like how he, how He created nature, and so like those specific different things like allowed me like I didn't follow all of it, but it allowed me to craft a time with God. And so I I think that's one of the biggest things where it's like having some sort of structure, like it may not, you may not have to stick to all of it, but it at least gives like your prayers a purpose and a focus and a direction for the day. And you also may not be able to do all of that. Like that was for an extended time of prayer. And so that's something that we may do like once a year. So one of the things that I've had to uh, try doing every day is like before I actually get into my prayer time, I ended up reading, um, a guided prayer. And so the one that I use is called the Valley of vision. And it's just a bit, it's just a book of like Puritan prayers and yeah. it's on ministry. It's on desiring God. It's on Sabbath. It's on all these other things. And one of the reasons I love that is because especially in my mind and my prayers, if I don't read guided prayers or other things, I will like automatically shift my prayers to like one of two things. And so mm-hmm. it's always like, God, I need this, or like repentance because I suck. Yeah. And so yeah. it's, and, and that's like, those are good things, but that's the only lane that my prayers kind of shift in. So what guided prayers actually allow me to do is, yes, like I pray for those things, but it also opens up, like there's more to God than just request and repentance. Yeah. That it's like, it, it, it's walking through like, man, like, Thank you, God, for the day. Thank you for the breath in my lungs. Thank you for all of these different things. And it's like it's not wrong to read somebody else's words um, yeah. and allow those words to be spoken to you and, and shape your hearts, um, your heart, your mind, your thoughts. Um,
0: yeah. So I'm, a, a,
1: a couple, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say I'm like the exact opposite of you. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't struggle with my mind wandering and it presents its own problems because <laughs> I can just sit and stare with a blank mind for far too long. And like yeah. and and literally what that does is I'm not doing anything. I'm not presenting anything to Jesus. I'm not spending time with him. I've just like turned myself off, and I have to be really conscious of that. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm like the flip. Um and that's why I actually also like guided prayers even though I don't necessarily struggle with my mind wandering. Yeah. It's because the words can be spoken and prayed over you. They are yeah. so encouraging. So, you use the Valley of Vision. I think you can find the Valley of Vision prayers online for free. And so, yeah. I'll try and find those and link them in the show notes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to link it. Yeah. Um, so, go look for it. I think you can find them online for free. If I can't find them online, you can get it on Kindle for like 99 cents. The yeah. other resource that I use, I love the Valley of Vision. Um, I also use a book called Every Moment Holy. It's it's literally the same thing as Valley of Vision. It's just another book full of really practical prayers. And one of the things that Every Moment Holy does, they have two volumes and they focus on different things. And so there's a prayer that probably applies to something you're walking through in here. And one of the first prayers in this book is literally for the person enjoying coffee. Like that's mm-hmm. the prayer, that's what, and when you go read that prayer, you are literally sitting there thanking God for- co- like for you enjoying coffee, yeah. and it's just like, how can we begin to to worship God through simple acts and practices that we do every single day? Yeah, and it's man. like that prayer has not only helped me worship God whilst drinking coffee but also yeah. worship God in every mundane thing that I do walking my dog yeah. closing the door cleaning the house like when we can build that into the way that we live and act man it's like yeah. you're inviting life change because again it's building the dependency on God yeah. for everything so those are two yeah. resources Valley of Vision and Every Moment Holy that I that I think we would both really heavily recommend
1: I think there's also like a a practice. Um it's this thing called Lectio Divino. And so I think, especially as Protestants, an attempt to not be Catholic, we have been very like anti-ritualistic or anti like sacramental. And so I think like like this is kind of like an older practice where it's like, all right, we're gonna read scripture, we're gonna be silent, we're gonna meditate. And it's like very, very structured in its format. And that's just been something that's been helpful for me because I I struggle to be quiet and I struggle to be focused when I'm quiet. And so that gives like the command to be still and know that I'm God. It actually gives some structure around that stillness that allows me to to meditate on specific things and reflect on specific things. And so, yeah, I think Lectio Divino is helpful. Valley of Vision, Every Moment Holy, Um, even like Prone to Wander uh, which is like a book yeah. of like confession and celebration. Like, like those things have been incredibly, incredibly helpful. Also like music for me has been helpful. So I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but like, I do like vamping when I pray, it just stirs up the Jesus inside of me. Yeah, And so like, I can't be still. So there's this artist called William Augusta and he just plays like instrumental ambient music and it's wonderful and anointed and amazing. And so put that on. And that actually helps me pray because that, that, that's a way of me focusing. And so yeah. it's little things like that, like what works for me and Vic may not work for you. And so throw things at the wall and see what sticks. Like the point is not yep. that you walk through a prayer book. The point is that you engage with the God of the universe. And yep. so these are helpful tools because our mind is fallen. Our heart is fallen. Our bodies are fallen. These are tools to help that fallen nature of ourselves engage with the god of the universe in this thing called prayer
0: with lectio divina too um there's a there's a lot of really usually that's guided by someone yeah. so it's not something that you can tend to do like by yourself yeah. uh, but there's a lot of really cool resources on youtube that i've actually found incredibly helpful where someone will literally in a 10 minute video guide me through lectio divina through the yeah, a, cha- a book in Psalms or a chapter in Psalms, and so yeah. if if that's something that you're interested in, literally just go to YouTube, type in Lectio Divina, and you'll get a lot of resources yeah. um, that can help you there as well.
1: I, I think we're just going to spam spam practical stuff here at the end. So like, <laughs> I think literally like also <laughs> one thing: pray in community. But yep. I think that that is like prayer is not a solo sport. So you will be edified by the prayers of other people when you hear their prayers. And so like you get to feed off their faith and like it's a snowball effect and praying in community is one of the most beneficial things that you can do. So you may be looking around. It's like, man, like I don't have a community that would want to pray. I don't have a time. That's kind of awkward. I don't want to talk in front of people, man. If you have a small group, you have a group of people that want to pray with you. Um, If you don't have a small group, go find a local church, get connected to a small group. Um, even you, you, you use the Bible app, like that's like a social network for the Bible. Yeah. There are other people that you can connect with. And there's, there's like, uh, I'm pretty sure there are actually like specific prayer weeks and prayer guides yep. that you can go through on that app. Um, and so the, the, there are ways to do it. And even if you don't like talking and praying in front of other people, sit there and be still and be quiet and let their prayers lead you into faith and worship before God and prayer. Um, so there's, there's a lot yeah. of practical things you can do with that.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, I guess the last group of people that might be listening is the group of people that just doesn't want to, just doesn't have a desire to, that just doesn't yeah. Yeah, feel like they want to engage with Jesus in any meaningful way. And like you're a Christian, like you've, you've been transformed by Jesus, but you're just in a season of life right now that's just brutal and you don't yeah. want to spend time with Jesus. And so ask God in a breath prayer, to help you in that God help me want to spend time with you and that make that your prayer. The Holy spirit yeah. is praying on your behalf, like make that your prayer. And I'm confident that as you posture your heart that way, God will begin to, to move and and work. And so hopefully a lot of this stuff was helpful. Hopefully there's a lot of practical stuff that you can grab and try and implement again. What works for us may not work for you, but tell, the, tell
1: us what works for you.
0: Yeah, Honestly, email us.
1: These are things that we like are trying to constantly grow in, because um, we're not great at them either. So, like, let us know what works <laughs> for you. Like, we, we would love to hear any resources you have any practices you guys have. Um, send it our way.
0: Yeah, please, sanctifiedish at gmail.com. You can also find us over on our social media platforms, Regan Jones ninety seven and Rots of one five seven. Check us out over there. Next week, we have an interview. Oh. Coming up, oh, and. Do we? i actually we're not i'm not going to share too much but Uh i'm pretty excited for it and i think we're kind of we said this was kind of the end of our prayer series (laughs) but maybe it's like 3.5 because i think there's going to be some practical stuff there too yeah and so y'all are going to want to tune in next week and i think is this our first no it's not our first guest it's our our second it's not our first guest. but we need to do we need to have more guests we do we need to have more guests it's been a minute I'm i'm
1: tired of your voice
0: well, so in my <laughs> headphones, I have it to where I can hear myself because it helps me like monitor audio quality and stuff. But if there's anyone that's tired of my voice, it's me because I hear it twice. Once when I say it and then again when I hear it in my headphones. Amen. So, amen. All right. Amen. Well, again, email us. Let us know what you think. Sanctifiedish at gmail.com. Check us out on socials and we will catch you in the next one. Until then, take care and God I'm glad you didn't make us have to re-record that one
1: (laughs) It's it's early bro